Welcome to Stories I Didn't Tell Last Sunday. I'm Doug McAllister for Journey Fellowship Church. And joining me today for our podcast are some old friends, Pastor Devin and Pastor Kathy Petto. And when I say old, (laughs) we go back to the 1980s. Way back. back. Can you believe it's been that long, huh? We've been friends for 30, how many years is that? I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. Let's just say over 30. Uh, 22 and the, yeah, like 30 some years. Well, you know, when we're sitting here talking about our grandchildren I know, right? and how they're growing and how big and they when are. When we first met, I think maybe um, you had one or two children at the time when y'all first came back from Dallas. Two. Two. We yeah, didn't two. have Stephen yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah so, you, so, so you had Jordan and Danielle. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's when we became friends. And I, I think we just had Ryan and Christian may have just been born. So we, I think we had two also. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So So Christian and Stephen were in the same class. So. That's right. Yes. So he, she came on a little bit later. Man, so um, we've been yeah. friends. So we were on staff together at a church That's for right. a few years. You know, and we, so we are, we work together. A lot together. of great memories. We a lot do, of, man. A lot of fun. A lot of outreaches. Yes. A lot yes. of trips. Yeah. Yes. A lot of laughs. Got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we better not talk about that. Every time I called in sick and the pastor said, do you believe in healing? And I said, yes, sir. He said, well, pray for yourself and come to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, you know what I said? I said, yes, sir. I'll be there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We'll do it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you were you were treats. the youth pastor, and yes. um, Kathy, you were were you teaching at the time? What were you doing? I was teaching and coaching basketball. You were coaching. That's what I remember. Yes. The Lady Warriors. Yes. Right. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. How do I remember we that? are warriors. Yeah, so we awesome. were warriors. Yep. Yeah. Every yep. Christian school is either the Warriors or the Lions. It's kind of rule. Yeah. It's a rule. Right, you got to right. be one or the other. That's yeah. Right. So anyway, we've been friends for thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. We watched each other's kids grow up. We yes. did ministry together. We planted a church. Yeah. At the same, t- or about the same time, in different cities. Mm-hmm. So we've been kind of running this parallel track now for most of our lives, huh? Yeah. Well, you're yeah. always just right ahead of us. Yeah, because so, I'm older. Yeah. <laughs> it just gave us a little bit yeah. of a uh, yeah. to, where you could coach us, and when we started yes. the mission church, Very we were like, for "Please help us." Yeah. Well, you're you born. 64. Yeah, I'm two years older than you, so I'm not that much older. Yeah, yeah. But, but we, enough. Yeah. We started a big in brother. Like, I can just yeah, say oh, that. Yeah, I'm honored to be your brother, <laughs> your big brother especially. We started Journey in 96, and you started the mission in... Oh, wow. Oh, one. So, so five years later. Yeah. Five years. Just yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. And you guys just planted a church on faith with no people and no money. That's yeah. the right. worst way to plant a church. Yeah. <laughs> Unless God's in it, right? Yeah, everything yes. we tell church planters today, don't do, don't do yeah. we did. Well, back in the 80s or 90s, that's how you planted churches. Yeah, we didn't know? have any idea. You get we a just, word from God and you go find a city. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we started knocking on doors and inviting people. We'll come to our Come, come join us, and uh, we're still location. A, we don't have one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we it was to, moving around, so you we had used to, to say, try to figure uh, it out. Our church was a church for smart people because only smart people knew where we were going to meet next Sunday. That's, <laughs> we never knew where we were going to that, meet. That's really true. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. guys planted the mission in 01. Mm-hmm. So you're about to celebrate 25 years. Oh, 20, yeah, 25 going on in a couple more years. So this is yeah. 20, 21 years. Yeah, 21 yeah. years. Yeah, so you're getting close to your, your silver anniversary, man. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You guys are a great you, journey. You guys have planted a great church, man. Well, it's the been people a lot are, of fun. The people are, you know, and you know this because you, yeah. you you sing the same tune, just yeah. saying it's the people that make up the church. And I know, right? They're beautiful, wonderful people that love yeah. God and love each other. Yeah. And that's what the body of Christ does. Yeah, it really, and it's, just, it's, it's great because I knew you guys when y'all were planting the church and now to see what it's become, 
you guys have planted, you know, just a world-class church, and it's such a privilege to be able to be, you know, we a kinda, witness. And we're a little bit, of, uh, our roles have kind of really shifted a little bit more to overseeing. And, yeah. And so... I uh, like that. We uh, planted the Wellspring Church now yeah. two years ago. And right, so, and, which is know, not too far from your main campus or your few miles first away. campus. Yeah. A few miles away. Yeah, and, and they're uh, both doing well. Yeah, yeah because we have some students from Journey who go to SLU who attend the Wellspring, and they love... Wow. Is it Pastor John? That's right. Yeah, yes. they love him John to death, the dream. man. Yeah, I went job. to an event there, and I ran into him. Uh, I forgot why we were there. And uh, he said, do you remember me? I said, I don't think so. And he said, yeah. I'm, and what's his last name? The Dream. Yeah, yeah John, I'm John Ventrain. I said, John, last time I saw you, you were like a toddler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were a exactly. baby. He said, I think you probably remember me, but I do remember the family mm-hmm. from when I left to, to go plant our church. Yeah, you know? Sherry and James. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Sweet kid. And now yeah, he's, he's pastoring your, uh, your other campus. Yeah. He's got well, they four both kids. still look like kids, too. They look so, so young. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, how old are you, man? You got to be, what, 18? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so young. That's true. Yeah, I wish I aged as gracefully as he did. He yeah, looked, yeah, same here. But both of you churches are doing great, and you guys awesome. are overseers. And you were yeah. just until recently the lead church planner for the state of Louisiana, man. So yeah, yeah. you guys so, planned how many churches in the last couple of years? Well, we we just had eight this year. Wow! And uh, I saw the awards last night, the Antioch Awards, man. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Saying played, great churches too yeah. that are like really yeah. rock really, solid. Yeah, they're they're going to do great. Really yeah. going to impact their communities they're in, and we're yeah. still going to work and serve the our our fellowship, our network, fellowship, yeah. and uh, but just trying to be as strategic as we can Absolutely. and helping maybe more in our, the region that we live in, sure. or maybe mm-hmm. uh, getting some other guys to work in other areas. And I've of talked the state. to two of the church planners um, recently. Um, um, the guy in Bozier or Shreveport, yeah, uh, Dusty, Dusty Smalls, yeah, man, he had over two hundred for Easter, bro. Yeah, he texted yeah. me that night and said, "You never believe what happened, man. We broke two hundred. And the guy in Monroe broke six hundred for Easter. A yes. brand new church, it's brand amazing. New. It took me seven, eight years to get. That. He did it. <laughs> did it in six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one, one guy, one couple, kind of close to you in Franklinton. Yeah, there. I the, haven't talked to them yet. Yeah. I know they're there, but. Calvin Wheat, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's their names? Calvin and Ashley Wheat. Man, they planted a brand new church yeah, in Franklin. In, Fra- in the heart of Franklin. Wow. Yeah. Man, it's we a, need uh, that. And they, the high school's uh, mascot is the is the demons. So <laughs> we need to plant several churches there, man. <laughs> Every time I'm there, you know, we've gone up a few times. Yeah. I'm like, can we get a new name for the high school? Right. I said, how do you change that? How do you go about yeah, all the history of go to the school board uh, and meeting? Who was what are you thinking? Do? Like, let's you call name a I don't know our, what you our do. team the demons. Like, hey, these are our kids. Yeah. Come here, you demons. Huddle up, demons. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. But, dude, you guys have done such a great job planting churches. Thank you. Man. It's been fun. Not only your own, but also around the state. You guys are just, yeah. you know, it's strategic church planners. And I know our fellowship's blessed to have you leading that, man. Well, Thanks. we really just got, you know, that. We just took the baton from you. Yeah. You just really yeah. led the way, and, yeah. and a lot of what you, we we did are systems that you incorporated yeah. into yeah. our state, and and then uh, you just passed the ball you to us, so and then better, we. Man. No, I don't <laughs> yes, think so. Did. I don't I'll, think so. I'll be but. first to say it. I'm just so excited, man. They were eight new churches this year. That's yeah. huge, bro. And great churches. Huge. So. Well, I also want to uh, shift gears because I know you guys have a very strategic heart for world missions. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been in Haiti now for how many years? 20 years? Uh, almost. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Haiti but before we get to the Ukraine. Well, Haiti for us started where um, 
that we went in after the earthquake to yeah. just do outreaches. And, I remember that. Uh, and yep. so we had them stacked up, teams going in week after week. And, right. And I was on one of those teams and just staying in a tent. There was no housing. And yeah. I was early one morning and just felt the Lord just uh, spoke to me in my tent asking, would in kind of invitation, would you come wow. and help us? Would you come and do oh, a work Jesus. here? And so we just began to. That's to, a Macedonian call, man. Serve and now we have four churches in Haiti. So did, did you did church. you buy a house there, or what did y'all do for the church? Did you, did you send a team to the tents every year, every year, or what? We started uh, in the tent. No, in, I'm talking about a little pop up tent. That I, I was know, in. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. But so, what did your team stay after you stayed there for so many years? Oh no, then we started having uh, we bought property gotcha. and yeah. built buildings. That's what I thought. Okay, and, a headquarters. Yeah, and yeah like, we have a yeah multiple five acres. Uh, maybe? Yeah, we nice. have one place right on the right on the coast. Yeah. We have a beautiful school that we've built now. Oh. We have hundreds of students there. We have so um, a, 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 the main church is located there, and then we have three satellite campuses Dude. that are, are, are there. Do your team still go to Haiti? I, I do, but I can't get in right now. Because of uh, the COVID? Unrest. No, really oh, because the unrest. Of, mm-hmm. Political unrest. Yes. Wow. So it's such turmoil. And we had a, one of our last teams uh, was uh, got held up, and so they were had to hide out in an abandoned oh my uh, hotel for mm-hmm. a very traumatic event. And we that. had several days. Like, yes. At one point, the wow. U.S. government was going to have to rescue them and go in, and it was pretty uh, mm. traumatic experience for and them. And there were people from the mission? Yes, the wow. whole team was from the mission. And so they were... Uh, That'll keep up at night. Yeah, so the gunfire yeah. and everything is happening around, and, they're, and people are trying to break in the doors, and they're this, hiding. So this is a civil war? Yes. Well, oh, wow. well they, it's when they're a coup and they're throwing out one president, right. bringing in a but new But it's Haitians and, fighting against other Haitians. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. And wow. Uh, How's the churches doing in the middle of all of that? Well, uh, they've done well. They've wow. continued to, to grow because we're not in Port-au-Prince. We're out in a little yeah. town called Jeremy yeah. out on the peninsula. So, right. um, so they're we still has, we still feel the effects of it because yeah. anytime they cut off fuel or yeah. food supply it affects we, everybody we, yeah. we feel it but but the problem is getting when flying to port of prince to get to our base is yeah. is um how far dangerous. away from the airport are you eight hours oh wow by truck or bus or yeah and so we used to could take a little plane but now that that uh that airport is closed oh yeah so now we have to take a uh a driver or a bus, and yeah. it takes about eight hours. And it's very dangerous that road, and mm-hmm. so that's yeah. um, it, the road itself. Or is there pirates or yeah, both, both. both. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. yeah. So you know, you're Man. going through mountains and cutting over mountains mm. and back over the mountain again, and mm. um, and then you never know if they're going to yeah stop and then make everyone pay to yeah. continue, right? Or, Right. Uh, and that's happened to us before. How many students do you have in your school? About 250. That's amazing, bro. Is it elementary or is it yeah, older kids? it's just kids? elementary right Man, now. That's so, so amazing. Do you guys feed them? Do they live there or do they come we in do. from villages? Or what? Yeah, the, we, we feed. Um, we have a feeding program, So, yeah. and, and it's incorporated with the school. Yeah. So when we first went there, the children uh, had, because we did, we, we did a big deep well, water well, pure right community well for the community oh there gosh. with solar powered and and the kids were drinking so much salt water that they were really so unhealthy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they had no vitamins malnutrition and oh and so we we started uh and implementing yeah. safe water right a garden. and a gardening teaching gardening mm-hmm. techniques and yeah. bringing in 
Wow. Uh, guys that could coach them. And, and then we started raising chickens and rabbits and there goats. Go. And, and back to your roots, man. Back to yeah. our roots and, and cows. Country and, boys. And yeah. survive. That's what's happened. Yeah. And, uh, and so and we've been through a couple of hurricanes. That yeah. Took because off Haiti's and right in the travel path of all of every mm-hmm. major hurricane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Literally, you got to go to Haiti to get to, um, to, to the uh, mainland. Yeah. Of, and of most the of the North population America. is on the coast. Yeah. And so... Yeah, so many right. people are affected. Yeah, it, am there two nations on that island? Mm-hmm. Is it is it the DR is next yeah, door? That's yeah, right. that's what I thought. Because we we were in the DR a couple of years ago with uh, uh, One Child Matters. Oh wow! But we didn't go into Haiti. They wouldn't let us in. I don't know yeah. what was going on. So we stayed in the DR the whole time. But they share an island, right? They do. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. And, yeah. it, it, and there's a big difference between you can kind of just look at Google Earth and see yeah. how green. The Dominican it. Republic looks, and right. then how they have just destroyed their natural resources yeah. in Haiti, and yeah. and, and that yeah. creates additional problems. So when there's storms right. and there's erosion, and, and there's no trees, there's, there's trees. no mountain, yes. you know, so, no grass and green. It's yeah. really even uh, wow. the whole ecosystem right. has been broke down right. because of. And um, it sounds like forestry. just where Jesus would go to reach. Yes. Those who are forgotten. It's incredibly beautiful, though. I mean, yeah. you when you think of it, you don't think of the natural beauty that's there. Yeah, There's so is. much that could be done with it. It has the water's beautiful. It has coast. Mm-hmm. It has yes. beaches. It it's just beautiful. And everything. the people are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Well, your most recent trip, though, you guys were having coffee one morning. Tell us about how you got how you wound up in Poland. Well, we just, uh, shortly after the Russian-Ukraine war broke out, we, we just went to... Um, uh, well, we're sitting in bed and we're having coffee, watching the news and reading our phones and yeah. trying to get an understanding of what was happening between mm-hmm. Russia and Ukraine. And, right. and we're seeing all these re- millions of refugees no. fleeing Ukraine and to watch going that. into Hungary and Slovakia mm-hmm. and Poland and uh, and just trying to find a safe place. And, and so we were sitting there and we said, you know. Well, we were very emotional, too, because... The things that you read on the news are you're reading what they want you to hear. And even that in itself is enough to really upset you. Yeah. You know, and um, so we were kind of like really moved by this and asking questions. And and then we just thinking, who can we send? Yeah, it was was a great question. We said, who can we support? (laughs) The Lord said, well, I got an idea. (laughs) And I said, well, can we buy a ticket? So I just took out the phone. My phone started to say, what if I got a flight into Warsaw? Yeah. Oh, they're available. Wow. And, uh figured that there was a lot less people going than coming. There's a lot of people. Probably so. They're uh, trying to get out. How far is Warsaw from the Ukrainian border? It's four hours, but Uh it's probably the hub of refugees. Most refugees that are fleeing from Ukraine will take a train or bus to get into Warsaw. And their first stop is in Warsaw. And so we we landed there. We decided on a Thursday to go. And Monday, our tickets, we we flew out uh, on a Monday. Three days later? Three days later, we uh, were gone. And uh, we landed uh, in Warsaw. And the the story of even getting there, we didn't have the right documents to get there. And so our first step on the first flight, leaving the United States, we got. We're the only two people on the flight that got overlooked for their paperwork. We got to Paris. What do you mean overlooked? They, they didn't. They didn't ask us to to for our they documents. They didn't check anything. They didn't check us. So so you didn't know you else, had the right paperwork. We knew we didn't. So oh we my thought, word! So we didn't. Yes. And then we get to uh, our connecting flight through. Um, Paris, yes. we just showed them a TSA card, which meant nothing to them. 
and uh, we got yeah, through we there. Yeah. Then we got to Poland, and we thought, well, okay, we really finally made it. Yeah. Uh, and we were in line in going through customs and immigration, and then we got called out. The two people yeah. were like, oh, you two, come over here. And they we, so you we flew. looked so suspicious, right? Yeah, right? So you flew half around the world with the wrong documents. With the wrong yes. documents tonight. Oh and so we get in, and there, and then they bring us in. And they start questioning us. What are oh you doing here? Goodness. Where's your documents? Yeah. And they look in our suitcase and they say, um, uh, what is all this stuff in these? Yeah. You know, we're bringing things for kids. Like toys. And and toys yeah. and uh, peanut butter toys. Yeah. And so it's he said, it's for the kids. <laughs> yeah. and, and they said, oh, it's for the children. Oh, just go. And they load us back up, close yeah. our suitcases, and just took us through a back door, and we walked right, right into Poland. That's like a Brother Andrew story, man. You know the uh, yeah. God smuggler? Yeah. He opens a door they shouldn't have got through. He just sent y'all right in, man. Yeah. And, yeah. and really never had to lie either. Yeah. We just, just overlooked. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so not say we would have or wouldn't yeah. have. I don't know, but we were. And never I don't in that have position. a good game face either. I mean, <laughs> you question me, and I'm like, I'm panicking. <laughs> yes, and so I was like, Lord, please don't let me blow this. You Lord, know, just help me just to stay calm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, man, what a great testimony. It's like the, that's when getting overlooked is a good thing. Yes, that's yeah, right. Like, yeah, thank God. So you guys got into Warsaw. We did. And what did y'all do? We got there, and the the moment we landed, we just started to network. We had a uh, a pastor in our church that was a missionary for years in Ukraine. Yeah. So he knew of a guy that had uh, evacuated. evacuated into Poland. So we connected with him. <clears throat> and uh, so we started just, uh, first thing, we started just visiting refugees, started finding them, yeah. going to the train station, the bus station, uh, seeing the need, many of them just getting off the bus, not knowing if they should go to the left or to the right. right. They didn't speak the language. They didn't know where they were at. They didn't know what mm -hmm. to do. Wow. And so we started to evaluate the need. Yeah. Uh, from there, we uh, located a young leader who was trying to put together a project with a house. And mm -hmm. How'd you meet him? Uh, this is a, a young lady who, mm -hmm. uh, through this guy that said, hey, I think I, I know someone oh, we wow. can go. Has just a real that's just a young yeah. leader that yeah. wants to do something. Yeah. So we go there and we go and visit with them and we see the need. So we take care of renting this this large house, um, like a two story mm -hmm. with a basement. Yeah. And uh, so we from there we have sixty five to seventy refugees. So we had the wow. food, the medication. Uh, the kids are there. There's like 40 kids. How many and, families you think are there? Like I don't know. Eight or nine, ten families? Well, before, we, before we left, we asked people to pray that we would have divine strategy, yeah. divine connections, divine appointments, because yeah. we knew that the person that we were meeting, that we were connected with, our interpreter person, that he really didn't. He just knew a few people. And yeah. so we knew we didn't have any direct, clear yeah. um, contacts. Wow. And so it was really awesome how... We met with several people, and we just the Lord would just say, "No, that's not it. Yeah. Or, this is the way. Walk in it." Yeah. And so we were able to connect with a couple of very key people that we're still in relationship with. Wow. We get pictures and reports every day. Wow. And um, I know Devin's getting to that. Um, the the young lady that. Yeah. So we start off at the the house. So we start there with the house and made sure they were taken care of for three months with yeah. all the their needs taken care of. Mm -hmm. we, Kathy had such a heart for the children that mm -hmm. she had us go to buy um, uh, uh, stuffed animals and toys and soccer balls and goals. Mm -hmm. Forgive the kids something that had been just mm -hmm. traumatized. Their dads were in the fighting. They, they all came out of Kiev and around 
which is yes. a long journey. Yes. And most long of them came journey. on foot, from yes. what I heard. Just any way they are, could get there. Yeah. Some just made it to the border. Right. They had people come and get them. So Some took buses. They were two, three, four days of refugees just walking across two countries. Yes, and many of them two the days trying to get across the border. Right. So they were standing there waiting. Yeah. With no food. Right. No way to. No bathrooms. No bathrooms. No they were just trying to get into the nation. Oh, and some of those days, in the early days of the war, yeah. they, when it first happened, there were so many people that it would take sometimes two days to get across the border. Yeah. What do you want the, to say? The, at, at the home where we are, you know, where we have all the 70 refugees, there's a little, there was a little boy there, and this is typical of all the children, and they're just staring that thousand-yard stare. And there's so many different levels of trauma, mm. unlike any other outreach you, you've been on because yeah. we were dealing with war, which is something I don't think any of us are very familiar with. Yeah. But one of our team members gave him uh, a bag of candy and uh, this little boy, and he just carried around with him. And about an hour later, you know, we're still working through the house and praying for people. And I see him standing there, and he's still staring straight ahead with a bag of candy. Oh, and you Jesus. would think that this is a kid. Wouldn't he be tearing into that bag yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, you know, really digging into the candy? And he's still yeah. staring straight ahead. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we were motivated to go get them each a, you know, something to hold on to. Um, it's for security. Yes, Something yes. That, because yeah. they came with nothing. Yeah. Or they, or they were given toys that didn't belong to them. They yeah. were hand-me-downs or something like that. So yeah. I know uh, that doesn't sound like a lot, oh, but like a you're just trying lot. to describe what when, the children look like. How old was yeah. the little boy? You think he's like two or three, probably. Three, so three. I think maybe when, a little older than that. Maybe about like this. Maybe. When you maybe. think if it's your grandson that's three or four years old and they're in the middle of war, they've lost their family, probably their grandparents and their yes. moms and dads, their home, their school, and they've been on the road for four days or longer. Mm-hmm. H- how could a four or five year old survive that? It's right. just. Right. Heartbreaking, and what they've seen, you know, yeah. some of them have to seen see the trauma of dead war. bodies, yeah, on the streets. And, and you guys are rescuing orphans that are just abandoned on the streets. Too. Yeah, so we, there's, there's, about there's a, there's a, uh, some of the the wives who yeah. were refugees came into Poland, but their husbands are fighting. So they said, we cannot just be here and do nothing. So they kind of created like a co-op where they share each other's kids you keep the kids today and i'm going to get in my car they drive four hours to the border oh then they drive into the country yeah and they might go rescue someone they might bring a delivery of medication or food they and uh one of our runners uh in one day found five orphan babies oh that were under the gosh. eight under six months old right Kathy? Mm-hmm. they're all all oh babies one of them me? was they she heard the baby crying the, the mom and dad, she didn't see it first. Mom and dad were, were had been shot and killed, left on the street. Their, their bodies were still there. Their bodies still there. Oh, he was baby. crying over their bodies. He oh, was crying God. there, and she just grabbed him for her life, scared that there was still a Russian. Of course. Grabbed the baby, grabbed the backpack that he was right there by him, and uh, she was so thankful that in the backpack had his birth certificate. So she what? got the baby, mm-hmm. left the parents, Got him in the car and then was able to get back into. Poland. Well, that made it possible for to get the baby in because she had his documents. Huh? She said she wouldn't yes. have been able to bring the baby into Poland if she didn't have that document. That's and just, so, and some of them, she that said the that when they found them, that. they have written. Many of the children have the parents have written their information on the in mar in mark, in, in permanent markers on their backs oh, in God. case something would happen they to them that they would have. They would and, know. Yeah, just and. One story after another 
uh, every one of the people that we came in contact with, like one of the ladies staying in the house, when we were with her, she just got the word that her son-in-law had been shot and killed. And mm. so everyone has a, a story of a, of a mm-hmm. friend who was wow. one of our, our ladies that was, <clears throat> had a friend that was in Kiev who yeah. the Russian, Russian so- soldiers came in and raped her in front of her three oh, children. Jesus. And, uh, and, and her and mother-in-law, then, yeah. And then uh, kidnapped her, and then they found her body in the woods. My God. Uh, Buried? In just a shallow grave, oh, barely God. covered. Oh, God. Um, and those stories. And, and to, <sighs> then from there, so we had the house the, the, and helping these uh, these wives mm-hmm. that are what I just call them radical runners. Yeah. And so what a we, great name. We just provided <laughs> resources. Yeah. We provided keeping their old cars running. Yeah. Like they're just, mm-hmm. I just don't even know. You, you, Some of these cars you wouldn't think I would drive yeah. around the block in. Yeah, and they're, and they're taking four hours to and another, then go another, to another two, nation. Yeah. In, in there. Wow. And then. Uh, and they run everything. You know, they're rescuing people. They're um, really. There's such a variety of need, like this yeah. this one woman, Oksana, that's that's we're working with. She's uh, gathering helmets and bulletproof vests and first aid kits to bring to the soldiers. To bring to the soldiers and, and pastors, all yeah. the pastors so not just have food. bulletproof vests. And, yes, and wow. the pastors are not leaving. In the tell me about that. Those pastors in the, working in the Ukraine, yeah. uh, who they're they're committed to serving. Tell us about and, the church in Ukraine. Is it thriving? Is it is it healthy? All the reports we hear yeah. is that these pastors who are leading spiritually yeah. are praying with people, that they're yeah. going out and rescuing, they're serving, they're coordinating, bringing in yeah. uh, food, they're, 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 uh, and leading people to Christ. They say that, that evangelism yes. and people responding to the gospel, yeah. the, the young people had really kind of had... Uh, and. Over the last 20 years, you know, this nation has really become a strong praying nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But over, uh, but a lot of the 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 young, maybe millennial types, mm-hmm. really had were success driven. They would say, wow. you know, hey, because we we talked to many of them who said, you know, I want to, you know, no, I can't worry about anybody taking care of me. You know, I need yeah. to make my millions. I need yeah. to have a business. Yeah. But they had really, we saw their hearts really responding to the gospel of seeing mm. through the the church caring loving mm-hmm. being the hands and feet of Jesus yeah. and their 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 hearts moved uh, the the other thing that we did was and are still doing is we buy old vans and ambulances and then we fill them with supplies yeah. drive them to the border of Ukraine Poland and then a pastor comes wow. and he gets a van or a truck mm-hmm. or an ambulance mm-hmm. that's loaded down with medical yeah. supplies, with food. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of a, we went to a warehouse and bought mac and cheese. There you and go. so the U.S. dollar. God bless America. God bless America. <laughs> they, but they, right. The mac and cheese. So our dollar goes three times as far. Right. So, uh, so we, I think we spent $6,500 on mac on, and cheese. On mac and cheese. But think about really, that's like almost $20,000 $20, in mac and cheese. Man. So we say we fed over 25000 Ukrainians yeah. mac and cheese. Wow, there in wow. Uh, that's amazing, Devin. And, and they love mac and cheese. They said yeah, so. So do I. We were uh, yeah. we were sending in, uh, and that we loaded these vans, and those vans would just be almost dragging the ground, and we would take mm. them to uh, to the border. And are you guys going back anytime soon? You think? 
I think our next mission, the next few weeks, we'll go back a little bit different in that, you know, there are some needs that we'll be bringing helmets and mm-hmm. some things that they cannot get there that yeah. are actually for soldiers. Mm-hmm. But uh, but our concern now has shifted to these leaders who are now the two radical months. Runners, the radical basically. runners, these guys who are buying these vehicles, yeah. who are driving. They're exhausted. Sure. They're emotionally depleted. Oh, man. They are, Can't imagine. Uh, they're just in our our conversation with them they're starting to sound they're okay. really um at another level of desperation yeah and and i, I think, think because it, it's lingering you yeah. know they felt like in the beginning this would be a short-term war so to it's speak still gone. and now they're seeing that there this is going to be a really long haul yeah. and so hope deferred makes the heart sick and i think that that's kind of where they're at right now yeah. really had a hard time during easter mm-hmm. and they're saying we want to celebrate the resurrection we want to yeah um we know he's alive but we still feel like we're in golgotha yeah and you know and so still it's the just, place of crushing yes it's it's difficult and they're away yeah. from their families especially right. the women who their husbands are still there fighting oh boy and um it's just becoming long and a little bit difficult so oh, they need to be man. refreshed they need to be encouraged yeah they need to be ministered to and uh, because we're so connected in our heart now, and you know what that's like, you know, you, it's forever, forever relationships. Yeah. And so we feel like that they, that the Lord may allow us to be able to go back and really yeah. just minister to them. Not you know, that we won't be bringing supplies and yeah, help with that, but like still, said. Yeah. yeah, the caretakers need care. And I think that we were able to be like first boots on the ground, mm-hmm. but now there's great organizations who have yeah. landed like Convoy of Hope, yeah. who has a distribution site there. Yeah. They are really able to strategically meet yeah. the needs of hundreds of thousands of people right, right. now. And um, and so some of those early things that mm-hmm. we were able to do is just right. that yeah, there was the no one else doing it. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to quickly... Right. Uh, we just showed a video a couple Sundays ago. Kirk Priest, who's our missionary, and I think he's the church plane director of Europe. He filmed a video in Poland talking about all the relief efforts and all the, you mm-hmm. know, the ministry mm-hmm. support that's now fun- flowing into that area. So, yes. so, so, so excited you guys were like on the cutting edge and kind of opened the door for lots of other ministries to you know, yeah. flood in and serve. It's just an, an awesome feeling that we could be Christ ambassadors. Yeah. We just felt that it wasn't about us, yeah. but that we could mm-hmm. just represent Jesus. Um, and just was honored that he yeah, chose us. such a privilege. You I, know? I love that you were sitting in your bed having coffee. Yes. Talking about, oh, look at the news. And the Lord said, well, you should go. Well, we were saying, who can we send to go? Because in the past, we usually say, well, okay, who do we need to get behind? Let's do right. something. That's helpful, and then we say, wait a minute. And the Holy Ghost said, what if you go? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I told the church, I said. I know, right? Hey, what you pray for, man. Hey. I told the yeah. church, I said, you know what? I'm. I I am shocked that I'm the person that's going to be sitting on the plane yeah. going to Poland. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. who is Wait, this? me, Lord? Are you sure? Yes. Well, look, ma'am, I'm just so honored you guys to stop by. I know you're busy. You're traveling all over the world. You're planting churches. And thanks for coming by our podcast it's an today. It's honor to be here with you. It's so good to see you all again, man. Yes. You know, 40-year friendships are rare. Yes. You know, it takes a long time to make an old friend. Yes. You know, so right. we we accomplished that. We <laughs> well, it took us a lifetime and a lot more left to do. I yes. know, right? I'm not done, man. Yeah, me. Either. Not done. I'm still in my fifties. Yeah, me too. For a few more days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love you guys so much, we Pastor Devin, Pastor too. Kathy Petto. Yes. 
at the mission and the wellspring and church planning and doing relief work all over the world. What an honor it is to catch up with y'all. And you. your Thank three you kids are us. just doing amazing things. So yes. wow, grand, how many grandkids do y'all have? Eight. Eight. Are you? How many? Uh, we have five. We had a whole bunch on the way. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So got some on the runway. We got gonna, seven right with five or two on the way. Yeah, so right. You're gonna now. pass us up. Yeah. Well, you know, we have five kids. Four of them are married, yeah. and uh, our baby Cam is in college still. So when they're all married, who knows, man? And they have twenty. Sky's the limit, bro. That's it. Yeah. You know. They're such anyway, a joy. So what a pleasure, uh, Miss Rachel. I love Buffy y'all so much, and we your family, you and your church, yes. and uh, we're honored you come by. So. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the story that Pastor Devin and Pastor Kathy told us today. Pray for them. Pray for their ministry uh, in, in, in Warsaw and in Haiti and their church planning efforts. And we're just so proud to know them. If you live on the North Shore, come visit Journey. Uh, you can find driving directions at jf.church. Or better yet, go to your app store and download the Journey Fellowship Church app. Uh, type that into the search bar. It's free on your app store, and it's loaded with great resources to help you. You can find out how to get connected to us in person if you live on the North Shore of New Orleans, or if you want to watch us online, jf.church. So for Journey Fellowship Church, I'm Doug McAllister, and thanks for watching today. Stories I didn't tell last Sunday.